now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Wait, you know, I always do that. I go, hello, people. All right, here we go, right here. So today we're going to talk about Trump, abortion, and the Christian right. Because we're right. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right, I'm going to share this out. Because this is what live streamers do, people. I was talking to somebody earlier this afternoon talk about live streaming. And explain to them that live streaming isn't about being perfect. It's not about being scripted. That would be your liberal media, just so you know. (laughs) It's not live streaming. Live streaming is about real people. You know, authentic people. Not people who are, like, playing a part. But people who are just there. Just real, real people. Which I, which I totally love. I mean, honestly, let's just say it. You know, hey, you see me cry on this show. You see me get mad on this show. You see me get happy on this show. Sometimes you see me hug my man on this show. But most importantly, hopefully, one thing you know is what you see is what you get, whether you like it or not. Sorry, people, that's it. This is the best it is. <laughs> so, and that's how it is with my guest today, the lovely pastor, uh, Tommy Norman. That's right. Had a brain freeze almost. <laughs> I was going to call her something different. Pastor Tommy Norman is my guest. You know what? I love this lady. She is a dynamo or dynamite for Jesus. I'm just saying. She is somebody who loves Jesus Christ with all her heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. She's out here every day, practically, not every day, but almost every day, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, getting people saved, you know, calling for people to repent of their sin telling people how they can be healed in Jesus name. She loves his word and so that's why I have her on. Okay? Just so you know. So today we're going to get we're going to talk. We're just going to do girl talk. We're going to talk about Trump, abortion, politics, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff as it comes out. We really don't know, honestly. And you know what the hardest part about this show is the title. I mean, on the one hand, I want to use clickbait. Hashtag make America great again. <laughs> Hashtag Trump rules. No, I'm just kidding. Do I really care if he rules? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to bring Tommy on in just a second. But I'm going to go ahead and say hi to some of you guys over on Periscope. Tommy's in there, of course. And uh, Mia, Melanie, Rachel, Lou, Rob. Hey, Rob. Nice to see you. Joey, Teresa, Tom, Dennis, Jamie deplorable yeah you are hey it could have been worse people it could have been hillary clinton (laughs) you know hillary could have been our president that would have been horrible for the whole world actually could you imagine hillary being the president of america no and yeah here's the irony of it all (laughs) the irony of it all is if hillary had become our president. 
the hypocritical media who bags on Trump for his language, voice, character, and all that other stuff, they would be totally like, oh, yes, oh, Queen Hillary, the very first female president in the world. Yes, we're going to kiss your butt because you're so awesome. Because behind the scenes, she's threatening to kill everybody. <clears throat> Vince Foster. And, um, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's just say that it's a good thing that Donald Trump is our president and not Hillary. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, bread and circus is what they used to call it. Uh, so here's the deal. Okay, everybody. So what we're going to do, this is going to be interactive, hopefully. Um, if you would like to ask Pastor Tommy a question, then feel free to leave it in Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. Um, or you're, if you're on YouTube, I will see if I can pop over there at some point and look over on YouTube and see if there's any questions over there. But, um, you know, we'll... We'll take your questions, and of course, we'll share our opinion. I gotta, I gotta shut this heater off. All of a sudden, here in Middle Tennessee, it went from like 50 degrees to it feels like 30 degrees, like that. I mean, it's like the second freeze of two days ago. So I turned on a space heater, but now it's too hot in here. So, but anyway, all right. So you guys know her as Pastor Tommy Norman. She talks a lot about healing uh, because Jesus came to heal us all. Yeah, he did. And uh, she is a pro-life advocate. She volunteers in a crisis pregnancy center. She uh, is married, has wonderful children. God has actually done some miracles with her health as well as some of her kids' health, which is how I found out about her, actually. And she's a periscoper. She's a grandma. And she's awesome. I love her. One of these days, Tommy, I'm going to get to meet you. So, hey, I'm yes. glad that you're here. Welcome to my show again. I'm glad you're on here. Hey, Stacy. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you again. I'm excited for the opportunity to be back with you, Stacy. It's always a pleasure. And I'm so thankful that the Lord has connected us. So it's, I, I always have a blast when I'm on here. You, you, even when I come on your broadcast, um, when I'm not the guest, it's fun. And I was telling one of my friends that today, that, that you're just fun and you are bold and you're interested in politics and current events like I am. And so thank you for having me again. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I'm honored that you're here. Um, as I was telling everybody, I was telling Tommy right before the show that I interviewed uh, David Sims this morning. Um, we're going to be playing that interview later. But he was actually one of Trump's special, I don't know what you call him, a special, a special agent or I don't know what he is, but anyway, he would, he would has, he had access to Trump. Um, and I was telling Tommy that one of the things we talked about was the persecuted church and how Donald Trump, uh, kind of put out there that he was going to do some protecting of people in the middle East, including Muslims. Okay. You know, just the persecution and stuff that happens. But, but actually David Sims said that he, kind of has dropped the ball on that particular topic. And I was very interested in the insider's look. And so we were talking about um, how the how him as a Christian conservative watched a lot of the faith leaders that are in Trump's White House, um, actually how there's backbiting and stabbing and stuff like that, which isn't unusual. But but, you know, I think it's a good topic to bring up because um power corrupts. <laughs> right, Tommy? It does. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about the Lord and how he was the most powerful human being in the world. 
and yet he was never corrupted at all. You know, Jesus didn't get corrupted by power or anything that we are tempted by. And, and it's, I think it's a crisis in leadership. And I actually see a lot of things happening in our culture, especially the church culture where, you know, God is cleaning house, you know, I mean, he's exposing the crap in the church. Like you would not believe if you're, wa if you're mm -hmm. watching the news, you guys, I mean, I look at the Christian post website and I, I secretly call it the Christian compost because there's nothing but depressing scandal and stuff. And so I know we didn't talk about you talking about this, but it kind of ties in with integrity. And so I think, you know, being a live streamer, you are a woman of influence and, uh, and integrity. And I want you to talk to, uh, talk, talk to that. I mean, what are your feelings about, about the state of the church? Let's just say. Well, I think leadership is needed. Strong leadership is needed. There, there is a void of leadership. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, President Trump was elected because he's a strong leader. Um, and unfortunately, I think the church has gotten, well, I don't wanna say the church really because um, it, you know the church is the bride of Christ and he will defend his church. But I think some within the church, we have gotten our eyes on man instead of God. And we're trying to be, um, pleasing to men um and even at this at this low level you know every level there's pressure everywhere and so you can only imagine the pressure that the president is under and we find it so easy to you know to point the finger at him and say he's not doing this he's not doing that he's not doing every single thing that we elected him to do um but i think we need to look in the mirror uh, because every one of us have influence and as the church, we are to stand and we are to speak truth. Uh, and so I think that we like to just elect somebody that is a Christian and, you know, the, the, a pastor type if possible, and they will do what we're supposed to do. But he's the president of the United States. When I voted for President Donald Trump, and I'm proud that I voted for him, I was not looking for a spiritual leader. I have a pastor. You know, I have a husband. I don't need a, a pastor in the in the White House. I don't need like, you know, people say all these things about him. You know, he we just need to get this and that. No, I need someone with integrity that will, you know, protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Somebody that has integrity, um, somebody that is will um, not be compromised. And that loves our nation, most of all, somebody that loves God and will stand for traditional values. And, you know, the fact that we're, we say he isn't doing everything that we wanted him to do with the persecuted church. I'm not saying that. But what about the unborn? You know, if there was ever um, part of the persecuted church that the unborn would absolutely qualify uh, for that. The um, human trafficking, which the unborn, once again. Um, because it is coercion um, that is involved in um, in uh, in the pro pro choice movement, all for money, exploiting. Um, so I think that he has so much going on right now that it, I'm not upset that he has not followed through maybe on 100% of everything that he said. 
because I don't think we had any idea the kind of opposition that he would be dealing with. I don't think he had any idea either when he took the when he took office. Um, so he, he everything that he has done has been in the face of constant um, opposition and you know criticism and just violent opposition. So honestly. This idea that we have to elect the perfect Christian president, um, it, that is not my idea. I reject that idea. So that's just my, that, those are just my opening thoughts. Um, <laughs> that's what I love. I'll cease about. and desist now. That's what I, <laughs> well, that's what I love about you. I, I don't have to do anything today. I can just let you talk because, you know, pfft. hey, I want to say hi oh to some gosh. people though. I see Maria uh, Angelique is on Facebook and Pam Gladden is over there too, listening. Thank you guys for coming in. I'm sure there's some other people that I didn't see. Sorry about that. And um, a number of you in the, Aaron has come back, has come in and uh, a whole bunch of other people. I can't, I don't know you all, but thanks for coming in, you know, and really thanks for coming in because let's just be honest. Most of the, the, the biggest compliment I get on this show uh, from people who watch, who actually watch in secret <laughs> have you ever had somebody say hey i watch you clandestinely just so you know i love what you're doing but i can't let anybody know i watch <laughs> thank you uh but but they appreciate the boldness and the fact that i just say it the way it is plus we're funny kind of sort of i mean just saying kind of um but you know um the let's talk about the preborn. You know, New York actually had that horrific partial birth abortion thing that they were trying to pass. And, I mean, as you know, uh, we actually outlawed that. Um, at least we tried to. Um, and yet, the merchants of death, which is what Janet Parcel calls them, and I think that's a, it's a really a great thing. I mean, the merchants of death have, have actually... You know, they're bragging about this. You know, when I was watching some of these Congress people and these legislators in there trying to actually lobby, you know, and they're and doctors and you're a nurse for crying out loud. So, I mean, just speak to this as a nurse, right? You're, you're a nurse. I didn't lose my mind. I, I'm remembering correctly, correct? <laughs> right? Well, I was a medical assistant okay. for, uh, for over 20 years. So my position was a um, nursing position, um, as a, as a medical assistant. So that's probably what you heard me say. Um, yeah. So from what I understand, well, I mean, just from a human, um, from a human perspective, this is a, this is a baby. And so I think that, that what we have done is we have complicated this so much, you know, back in 1973 and, and immediately after that, um, we didn't know what it was that was not proven. Until we saw the ultrasounds um, that began to come out later, and we saw that it, that it's a little baby, and Bernard Nathanson um, produced that movie, um, um, Silent Scream, and then we saw that it, it, you know the little baby does feel pain. The little baby is drawing back from the abortionist instruments, and I think that we have made this way too complicated. So that ordinary, I mean, a lot of people are just too intimidated to join the discussion to talk about it. But so I think we have to fix that. I think that men have been um, intimidated into silence because they're, they have been told that this has nothing to do with them. 
and that they can have no opinion because it, they, it doesn't concern them. Um, but on the contrary, um, you know, I've had men come to me and say, please keep talking about this. I don't want anybody else to experience what I've experienced. This is um, a human rights issue. This is a civil rights issue. Um, so this little baby, it's a baby. And it is not hard to know that it's wrong to kill a baby. And I think this shows the demonic aspect of this, that the weakest, most vulnerable, most innocent, most precious um, one among us is the one that is being attacked in the womb um, to, the, to the degree of 60, over 60 million children now have been killed. Um, and, and, you know, I would say in their mother's womb, but as we know, a lot of them are killed outside of the mother's womb already. Think of God's now. Yeah. Um, and others like him. Um, so well, it, it, this is a baby that is being murdered, whether it is in the mother's womb or whether it is outside of the mother's womb. This is a child that has a right to life. Um, but in the United States of America, um, this is part of our belief system that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. These rights come from God, not from government. And one of those rights is the right to life. And so I think we have to simplify it and we have to empower people to begin to talk about it. Because not only does it destroy the life of a little baby, but it destroys families and it destroys women and it destroys men too. Yep. Well, and isn't Bernard Nathanson, wasn't he an abortionist that that yes. repented of of what he was doing? And so, you know, here is a man who came to the light, literally, you know, and and actually repented. And now he created like what you said, that film, uh, Silent Scream, which is a classic, by the way, if you guys don't know about it. Um you know, just like Abby Johnson, she also worked, used to work in an abortion clinic. And, um, and you know, there's a number of other bigger names, that, you know, out there, too. And, you know, Tommy, one thing I've never seen, I've never seen somebody who worked in the abortion industry and came out of it go back into it. You know, and I think that's very telling because there's people that do the exact opposite, right? But I've never seen somebody who knew the horror of what they were doing. And we've seen it. I mean, Lila Rose with live action and her, her group, and she's a young, beautiful lady. I need to get her on the show sometime. Yeah, I need to do. get, That's a I, I need to get all these people on my show. But, but I remember Lila Rose when she did that undercover thing, uh, and it went national, right? It went national. They're selling baby parts, all that stuff. You know, there was a slight outcry, but not much. It's kind of like whatever. And I'm, it, but this whole thing with, uh, with the governor, Andrew Cuomo, I believe it is in New York, who was trying to actually in, infanticide. It's like, okay, there's a baby on the table and they're going to kill it and let it die. And, you know, it, it was kind of trending for a while that, um, <clears throat> You know, why not adoption? And, and this is what infuriates me personally, okay? What really infuriates me, aside from the fact that the abortion industry completely lies to women, right? If you're, if you're a feminist, a real one, then you want to protect every girl, right? Just saying. Okay. Yeah. And that means you're little baby girls, right? And they know it. They know it. And, it, and I, was, I heard, uh, I think it was Janet Parshall said not too long ago, uh, she was talking about how the new president of uh, Planned Parenthood, when Cecile uh, 
Roberts, I think it was, stepped down. You know, what she was trying to do after all these years in Planned Parenthood, she was trying to frame it like, oh, we're a health organization. You can come to us for birth control, blah, blah, all that baloney. But the new president, I don't know her name, but apparently the new president has chucked all that out the window and basically said, nope, we're here to sell abortions. And that's it, basically. So the emboldenedness, like you're talking about the demons, the, the demonic people who want to kill people, it's just crazy. And, and I don't know, I'm curious what your thought is. Do you think that we are seeing an increase in evil? I mean, like never before, because I'm kind of sensing it, especially with a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that I do think in a way that we are. But, you know, um, before Christ came, this was a common thing, you know, to like around the world, even before America was established. It has never been a value in America. That is why America is different. America, you know, we're not better. We, I don't mean that we're better as people, but we are different because of our founding, our Christian heritage. Our nation is established on Judeo-Christian values and morals. And one of those is the value of life for everyone, whatever your um, socioeconomic position is. It is, we have a culture of life and every life is sacred because every person is made in the image of God. You know, that's why we don't just line up all criminals and just execute them, you know, because from the worst to the greatest, from the oldest to the youngest, every person's life has value. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. But so before Christianity was established, though, all over the world, like that was a common practice to really to leave infants out in the, you know, in the um, elements to just let them die. Um, so this is a Christian, this is a Christian value, the value of life. And as our nation has gone further and further away from our Christian founding, um, it is emboldening. The left is, left is becoming emboldened or those who are, you know, who deny God, um, they are becoming emboldened. Evil is, is you know, is increasing um, because the church we've been, you know, some of us have been distracted. I mean, how many hear messages from the pulpit about abortion, about this Holocaust that is happening? Actually, the Holocaust pales in comparison. We're talking 60 million. So in terms of numbers. um, And so, you know, I think that this um, practice of killing children, I mean, it's still happening around the world today. Um, It is not unusual um, where God is not um, acknowledged and worshipped um, in, in Christian places. But um, yeah, I do think that as we have, um, you know, we've let this go now since 1973. And so really they see an opportunity to advance this, um, this practice Um, And I also think it's about the Supreme Court, the fact that there is going to be another Supreme Court justice, um, you know, coming up very soon. I think that that is another motive for what is happening, um, you know, starting there in in New York. So, yeah, the evil, evil, the the potential for evil has always been, you know, the very first family, um, Adam and Eve's, one of their sons killed their other son. So that 
that is the um, potential for sin. Um, but, you know, to kill little babies, that even goes against human nature. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that answers your question, but it is alarming. And we have a chance, we have an opportunity to see this overturned. That's why we cannot, we must stay engaged and we have to lead. The church must lead right now. Yeah. Well, amen. And, you know, I think it's interesting because um, Ginsburg, I believe, is on her way towards death. Uh, I don't know if you saw this recently, but I think it was Fox News. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think it was Fox that prematurely put up her obituary, you know, and then there was the outrage about it. I can't believe you yeah. said she was dead, you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing because because yeah, of that. I'm laughing because because you can't get much past anybody today with the media. You just can't, you know. Because uh, you got the quote fake news, and then you got the real news. You got the alternative media. You got you got people like us who are like crackhead reporters. You know, not crackhead, but you know what I mean. We're <laughs> we're overheard. We're Christian, you know, crack reporters. That's what I meant. You guys knew what I'm talking. It was Fox Rachel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Aaron said earlier more bold evil, and you know what? I will say that I concur with Aaron. I think that at the event of nine eleven when that took place so many years ago now, I mean, it's almost 20 years. It's coming up on 20 years ago almost, right? That that wow. took place. It seems like it was yesterday to those of us who were there, you know. But when you see that that type of evil just so blatant and then all the pushback that we got, but then all of the tied down in our government as a result of it. I mean, the Patriot Act that George W. Bush signed is, was not... Uh, that it it had nothing to do with what a lot of people, including Janet Parcel, purported at the time. And I'm sorry, I'm picking on Janet, but she's my mentor, and she liked Janet. Uh, she liked George Bush. Maybe Bush was a great president. I don't know. But what I can say is that the Patriot Act actually tied our hands and took away a lot of our rights. Basically, it gave the government yeah. the right to spy on us even more than they already do. Um, and if you guys recall, there's also, uh, you know recently all the stuff that happened with alex jones and infowars now whether or not you agree with him or not that's irrelevant the fact that big social media platforms will ban him for having an alternative point of view that they don't like mm -hmm. tells you about the erosion of free speech and constitutional freedom in our country and, and it's chilling we should be very concerned about it especially since the left wants us to become a socialist nation and when you looked at the state of the union address with with president trump um which was you know interesting because it was bread and circus you have you have the the democrat women all in white the irony of that and then you have bernie uh sanders you know and all i mean all these these socialists you know just sitting there going you know how dare you trump you're so evil you believe in capitalism and and then the whole border thing, you know, and, and all that. Talk about that. What's your opinion on the wall? Just curious, because I, I don't even know, because I'm going to... Build the wall. There you go. Build the wall yesterday already. <laughs> like, every president, every other president agreed with that. They all said we have to fix this problem of illegal immigration. Every single president has said it, but now that it is Trump saying it, and they are, they are resisting Trump. Why? because he's an outsider. That's why they're resisting him, not because of even his politics. I think it's because he's an outsider. 
all of these people were friends with him before he ran for office. All of these leftists and all of these Hollywood people and the, you know, the people in New York and uh, the Clintons, they were friends with him. So they all advocated for border security and that um, illegal immigration was a problem and a threat to the security of our nation. Every one of them did. Obama deported, I think, more people than any other president. So it's just all been put on Trump now as though th this is just his idea and he's, you know, a wicked man, but it's because he's an outsider. That's why it is what I think is because he is not a politician. You know, they, the, the right, the Republicans opposed him and the left, the Democrats opposed him. So he has been opposed all the way around because he was an outsider. He did not come through the rank. He didn't, um, you know, pay his dues and all of these things. And so I think that's why they have all um, decided to attack him the way that they have. I mean, they attacked President Bush as well. I remember thinking that I didn't think it could be any worse. You know, they wrote a movie about his assassination. And of course, that has even increased with President Trump. All right. So the evil, the wickedness, the vitriol, the hatred, I have never seen anything like this. And if you, you know, for Christians, anyone that calls themselves a Christian and um, has is constantly espousing this kind of hatred against slander and lies against anyone, um, that that is a sin. You're not. You cannot be a Christian and do that. So it's interesting. You know, I, I get that there are people that just do not like his personality. I didn't like his personality either. He wasn't my first or second or third pick, but now he's our president. So I feel like it, we needed somebody that was strong versus just another politician that is, you know, compromising and measures every single word and they are a <laughs> professional politician. Well, I think that the president got into this for the right reasons. I think his motives were right. And although we know he was a businessman and he did things in the past that were that were wrong, but I believe in second chances. I believe that people can, you know, change. And I believe that he has. I don't believe that he's the same person that he was when he was just a businessman with no political um, office. So I do not, you know, hold those things against him that he was supposed to be perfect. Um, when he was just, he was a businessman. And so, um, well, yeah, I definitely think that we, we have, he has faced more than anybody else because he was considered an outsider. He's outside the system. Yeah. And there's a lot of resentment there. Well, and I, I think, it's disingenuous of those who, who have actually attacked him based on character accusations because Clinton, Clinton, Obama, I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, it's like the, the pot calling the kettle black. I know it's such a racist statement. <gasps> I'm a hater and a bigot people. I am. Anyway, um, so I want I want to uh, say a comment though about about Trump. Now, when he was on TV, as he had that show, The Apprentice, he would go up there. You're fired. Wait, wait, can't do it. But you're wait. My hair is kind of like his. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Okay, you're fired. 
there's so many funny ways we can make fun of Trump. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> but oh, why would no. we? There's plenty of them. There are, but you know, the funny thing to me, I actually like him. Randall's not a big fan. Oh, I, and I, I, and I don't, I don't like, um, I, I, you know, I don't know him, but I, I do, I'm an outspoken person. I like to speak my mind and people who get high on their horse, especially Christians, certain Christians I can think of who get high on their horse about language and other things and, and, and they're hypocrites behind the scenes, but they would never do that in public. You know, it, it's like disingenuous to, to say that this man is all evil when our economy has flipped over on the right side. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he is a businessman. And, and what I try to tell people is, look, he can't do everything. It's the Congress. If you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the Republican, you know, yellow-bellied wimps in our Congress, the Republican side. Uh, just so you know, we lost the House <clears throat> because people didn't vote for the right people, right? And I mean that literally, the right people, the right <laughs> people on the right. You know, Trump can only, as Janet Parshall has said, Trump, the, the presidency is essentially a bully pulpit, okay? He has the power to veto things, yes. But ultimately, the legislation comes up through the House and the Senate. And if you have wimps in the House and the Senate not doing anything, then you can't blame Trump. You've got to blame people because they don't come out and vote at the local level. And I'm going to tell you something. Locally here, where I live, you know, five votes, you know, make a make a, a thing, right? So when you consider the amount of people that don't vote, your vote is worth the vote of 100 people or 200 people because so many people are too lazy to get off their butt and actually go and, and pull a lever, push a button. I mean, seriously, how hard is that? So I'm totally with you, just so you know. Totally with you on that. If you wanna... I think he's done a lot he as has. well. Well, he um... did the, he, he put the embassy in Jerusalem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's, he's done a lot. He got uh, hostages released that had been held um, in different nations. You know, he has been successful. I mean, there, there is a list. You can Google and see the things that he accomplished, and he shared those things in the State of the Union address. And this is with opposition, with just complete opposition, just for the sake of opposing him. So uh, the fact that he is probably the most pro-life president um, that we have ever had, um, I, I value that. I appreciate No one has spoken, I don't think, um, as much in defense of the unborn and as eloquently even. I mean, I know Reagan did, um, but, but Trump is consistently talking about it. And that's what we need. So I, I appreciate that about him. That means everything to me. And he's leading on this and he's calling it what it is. He's spelling it out. And I think he's growing in this, um, in the office, you know, um, <laughs> he, you know, yeah, he does. He, he tweets a lot and people, people don't <laughs> like that, but it's a way for him to communicate with people. So uh, yeah, yeah, do I wish sometimes that he would just, you know, step away. Yes. But at the same time, I'm realistic. I wasn't expecting perfection. Again, I'm not, I don't expect him to be, um, you know, a pastor or a spiritual leader. I don't want that. Right. I have that. And that's our, that's our place as the church to be leading, to be speaking, to be speaking out, to be influencing and leading this nation. But we just want to elect somebody. And here's what happens. Uh, we, we elect Christians 
Um, and then we just hang them out to dry. We just, we just say, all right, you're in now. Let me go back to what I was doing. I voted for you. Now let me go back and do what I was doing before. And we leave them in the, you know, the snake pit to, um, to handle it. And I think that we don't understand the pressure that is there and the level of corruption um, that, that they are dealing with. I think a lot of politicians go in there with the right motives, but I, I mean, my gosh, I, I don't even think we yep. have any idea. The uh, blackmail, um, nope. the violence, yep. um, the danger um, that is real in there. And yep. so um, I think we need to pray. And that's what we can do right now is we need to pray. He has, a, he has um, we've gotten two new Supreme Court justices and we're going to get a third one he acknowledges god you know i mean regularly yeah maybe he isn't like a christian that has been in the church um for you know 50 years but i believe that he sincerely wants to do the right thing yeah so i think that the number one job of the church is to pray is to pray for him and um, pray that God will continue to expose the wickedness and the evil. But in the meantime, as the church, we must we must speak because we know that this the, the social media platforms are controlled, as you just said, by just a few people, just a handful of people. Yep. And they are not they do not have a Christian worldview. And so now, you know, they are they are literally deplatforming people who. They and are traditional values and who dare to speak out on traditional values, things that we all agreed on, you know, until, um, you know, 20 years ago. Yep. And now all of a sudden, the things that we've been agreeing about for the last 6,000 years, now suddenly we all have to say, oh, no, you know, it's perfectly normal for two men or three men to be together or whatever it is, or for a man to, you know, uh, want to have a baby well we need to give them a surgery and pay for it um so they can have have you know change their gender and then even you know have a baby if they and if you have any other opinion of that you know just the normal natural opinion then you are in danger of literally being deplatformed so yep. well um, <clears throat> I, I can, amen. I mean, I can tell you some good friends of mine. I can, I can give you a list of names of my friends that have, have been put in Facebook jail. They've been banned on YouTube. They've lost a lot of money from all their affiliate stuff on YouTube, various places. And you know what I think? Um, and, and I, and then I have to take our break here. But one of the things I think, Tommy, is that you were talking about Christian leadership earlier. And I, and I've said this before, and I know that you already know this, but the only way America is really going to change, even politically, is is when the Lord comes and changes the hearts of those people, you know, who are on the wrong side of, of him, right? And, you know, I have to say that you can't, we cannot underestimate what Jesus said when he said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I got a message earlier today. I want to read it to you. Um, the person hasn't given me the liberty to share this, but I'm going to share it without their name. They wrote, um, they wrote, Hey, I just let a former coworker and friend of mine in the ABCs of salvation. She's been searching for a long time. And today was the day. 
Wow. Um, then she said, I've added her to the prayer group. She really, really needs to be discipled and loved on. Please pray for her. And then she says her name and then and says she wishes that I can mentor her like I, I mentored Mia. Um, but I, you know, I can, I can tell you that's where it's at. And that's one of the reasons I love you. I really heartfeltly totally love you. One of these days, I'm going to wrap my arms around you, girl, uh, because you are somebody that gets the gospel and you get that if that heart change, if somebody really, truly repents and their heart is no longer hard, um, then you know, then a whole life can change. I, I actually had a uh, a blessing um, through a, a tutoring website. This young man, 38 years old, contacted me um, through a, a tutoring website where I'm on trying to get clients to tut- like tutor uh, like reading and stuff. Anyway, this, this young man finds me, uh, sees I'm a Christian, and he's having problems in his marriage. Now, I've seen him twice now. I've talked to him twice, but he is hungering for guidance and direction to help his, you know, him and his wife. And yet he's going through such basic stuff. And I, and I said, well, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm going to, do you mind if I talk about God? He's like, no, it's okay. Go ahead. He's from South Korea originally, right? Or at least a South Korean descent. His wife is from uh, Egypt. So there's some cultural things there, but but, you know, just just my joy in sharing with him even last night when I was talking to him, you know, a gentle answer turns away wrath. And that's why I told him, I said, look, the Bible says that a gentle answer turns away wrath. So this is something you need to deal with in your in your marriage, you know, and and just the biblical principles that will save a marriage, save families, save lives, save people who struggle with same sex attraction, save people from going down the hellhole, a destruction of a false religion. OK, I mean, people who are willing to die for a lie, you know, it's tragedy when the God I serve, one of his names is the God of mercy, you know, and kindness. That's the God I want to serve is the one that loves me and is kind to me. I, I don't want to serve one that tells me that I'm a piece of crap and that I need to die. And maybe, just maybe, I'll end up in paradise if I'm lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 crazy. But people, um, going back to, to this young man I was counseling, I told him, I said, you know, in the Old Testament, Moses was allowed to, to give the people a certificate of divorce because they hardened their heart, right? And mm-hmm. it, so it really is a heart issue, you guys. It's a complete heart issue. And I'm just going to say something. And, and you know, I'm talking to myself as well because I always do because I talk to myself just so I hear voices in my head. Um, look, if, you are, if you're the type of person that never cries over any sin, especially your own, then you really got to look at your own heart and see how hard it's gotten because the callousness of your own heart will hinder you from that close, intimate relationship with the Lord. You know, the Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted and contrite in spirit. And I actually believe there's a deeper meaning to that than the typical surfacey one that we, we think of. We, we think of, at least I do, I'm speaking for myself, but we often think of God being near to the brokenhearted when somebody dies. Well, as you guys know, I, I have, <laughs> you know, still dealing, I mean, with people that have died. Everybody, the older you get, the more people you know who die. Let's just say that. Um, but I also think that there is a tenderness of heart that God is really near to. And I think that that in his relationship with Moses, who was the most humble man that ever walked the planet, according to the word, um, 
you know, there's a, a sensitivity and a, a nearness to somebody who's really gentle. And I will tell you something. My dad, you guys, most of you know, is 90 and 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 um, he's got dementia and Parkinson's, right? And the, the, the people who are pro-deathers would say my dad deserves to die because he's not all there mentally. I'll tell you what, though. I went and saw my dad the other day. And I was sitting there, I was telling him that my friend died, and I started to cry. You know what my dad did? He, he started to cry. And then he hugged me. And I think that is the type of heart that God wants us to have for those who are stumbling in the darkness, for those who don't even know they're in the darkness, you know, for those who... who think that killing their baby is a good thing because they're scared in the moment. They don't feel like they have a choice. Or those who think that, you know, you have to live with same-sex attraction and when it's not really God's way, but the media is telling you, oh, yeah, it's fine. And yet it ends in death with AIDS so often, mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I have to take a break after you give your thoughts. Okay. Well, my heart breaks for the women who have experienced this, who have believed that lie. And you know, what happens is that um, women, it's not that they, so I'm speaking for the majority of women that have been, um, have experienced abortion, not the militant feminists who are out there um, bragging about it and celebrating it. I'm not talking about those women, but I'm talking about the, the majority of women that, that have experienced abortion, um, that it has devastated them. Um, and it's not that they didn't know that abortion was not the best thing or that it was wrong, but they had a crisis and they didn't know how to navigate the crisis. And so they were, you know, here is this potential solution. But um, there, there are so many crisis pregnancies. So my heart breaks for them because once you've done that right. um, and come to the realization that it never goes away. So as I said recently, if you have an abortion, it doesn't change doesn't make you not a mother anymore. It just makes you the mother of a dead child. And so it, it ends up affecting every single area of their lives. The women that have experienced abortion um, and even the ones, you know, if they would be honest, it affects every single thing. Their relationship with men, their um, children, when they look at their children, their own body. You know, our bodies actually have cellular memory. And so our bodies are created to um, nurture life. And when a child is violently taken from the womb and the, and the way that it happens in abortion like that, um, your cells remember that. And it, it is, um, and, and, and they rebel against that. So women that have experienced abortion have the highest uh, rate of uh, addiction and alcoholism and drug use and suicide and multiple marriages and you know, the list goes on and depression, the list goes on and on. So absolutely, uh, my heart breaks. It's, you know, I, it's only by the grace of God that I never experienced that because I re just remember in my psyche before I was a Christian, just thinking that that was something that was, and I didn't really think anything else about it, you know, but um, yeah. So, but I mean, it didn't, I didn't even have to become a Christian to recognize ultimately that it was wrong. But I do want women to know that there is healing and there is forgiveness. And this message that I'm saying right now is in no way to condemn um, women that have experienced the tragedy of abortion, families and siblings. And so, yeah, Jesus Christ will forgive you. 
and there is healing in him. Amen. Last night I was talking to somebody and they said that 1986, they found out that they were pregnant and they were forced by the father and a friend to abort. Um, and they had a child already, but they, they went ahead and they did it and they blocked it out. It's actually a friend of ours. I can't say who it is, but she'll be coming on the show. You know, that was 86. That was 30 years ago. So at least 30 something years ago. <laughs> How long have I been out of high school? I graduated in 86. Quick, somebody tell me because I'm not that good in math. Um, but you know, it's, it's not only the anniversary date of that death, but also the anniversary date of maybe when their birth would have been as well. There, there's all these, you know, a CTP, CPTSD, com complex post-traumatic stress disorder is, is often a, a, a result of that, you know, um, as well, but we can't get into all that right now, but, but you're right. There's healing and there's hope and there's forgiveness. And I'm glad this person found that, um, and they shared their testimony, but, um, you guys, Hey, if you like Bible news radio, then please take the time to sponsor or not sponsor, but to, to celebrate our sponsor 33. Okay. Gotcha. I'm getting old, Rachel. <laughs> Uh, our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, you guys can save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News. Um, and you uh, go there and and check out the website. We got some great resources listed on our website over there. You guys can check that out. Um, we go through it every day, but you can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, as you see right there on the screen. You can go there and you can... Um, you know, check out the stuff. The Gospel of the Holocaust, Isaiah 53, is a great book. You guys should really get it. I know I haven't talked a lot about it lately, but that book was written by a man who's been a believer over 50 years, and it contrasts the Holocaust with what happened to Jesus on the cross. And so he looks at the Jews and the history of the Jews and the Holocaust and all of that, and he actually comp he does a comparison with Isaiah 53, which if you have ever read that chapter in scripture, you can see it's the suffering servant. Uh, and you know, Easter is coming up soon and we'll be all focusing on that again because that's what we do usually around Good Friday. Uh, also, if you guys uh, are interested in getting some legal shield protection uh, and identity theft protection, you know, J Tommy, I can say is, you know, her and her family got ID shield through me. By the way, thank you, Tommy, for, for doing that. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, but, you know, it's a great service, you guys. It protects you. It gives you the security of knowing that you have help right there in the palm of your hand when you need it. And with Legal Shield, you get the attorney law firm uh, that can help help you. Um, in fact, this morning I was on a Ladies of Justice uh, call with the leadership. And one of the things that some of the, these ladies who have been in the business over 20 years share is just numerous stories about how, you know, we can use a lawyer. Typically people think that if you need a lawyer, it's because you did something wrong. You're in trouble. You know, you're a criminal or something and you're going before a judge. And that's typically how you see it on TV. But, you know, sometimes and oftentimes you just need a lawyer to go to bat for you. Uh, you know, um, in fact, one lady shared this morning about how her son, get this, her son, uh, and her, her family has a history of being in the military. And her son, her 18, I think he's 18, he wanted to join the military. When they did his background check, they found that he had an outstanding ticket, a traffic ticket. So they called up Legal Shield and they, and well, they, they wouldn't let him in the military because he had this ticket that he had to get it cleared up. Well, in order to get in on the date that he needed to get in, he needed to get 
before a judge. And so they called Legal Shield up. They had the attorney go down to the court office, courtroom rather, uh, with the young man. And they went before the judge and the attorney, you know, which is completely free with this service, by the way, um, went before the judge and said, hey, um, we found out that, you know, we have this ticket. We didn't realize it's not paid or whatever it was. And, um, you know, and we need this date. He had a like six month date. He had to wait before he could go. And anyway, somehow the, the, the attorney was able to work with the judge to get him in there earlier, but then even more so when the, that judge found out that this young man was going to serve in our military, he, military, he just said, you know what, this, this is dismissed. Thank you for serving our country. And he went and did it. And it's that type of stuff that you can use legal shield with to go for bat, go to bat for you. Okay. So if you want to know more about that tomorrow night, actually, I think is Wednesday, we're having a meeting at seven o'clock uh, to give you an opportunity to learn more about how you can become a lady of justice like me. <laughs> Whoever came up with that name, by the way, they were brilliant because there's just such power in that term. <laughs> I am a lady of justice. Anyway, <laughs> a superhero. Uh, well, anyway, if you want to know tomorrow night, we're doing a, a Zoom meeting at seven o'clock. Just get in touch with me. If you happen to be already on my team, you guys need to be on that call as well. I will pin the tweet on my Twitter account or you can contact me directly. Also, I want to give a shout out to Papa Bear, Alaska. Uh, hey, if you guys are not following him, and you probably are because he's all over the place. This guy has written numerous books and everything. And uh, Papa Bear, I was just watching one of your scopes. This, I think it was yesterday or this morning. I can't remember. I just have to tell you that uh, the frozen poop story or popsicle story, or poopsicle story, <laughs> made me laugh. And no, I will not be eating whale blubber anytime soon. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to go watch his show in order to understand what the heck that was about. Okay, anyway. Uh, also, if you want to donate to our show, Bible News Radio, uh, you can do that at our website, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Me and Bareface do this every day, as you guys know, and we, we, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, supporting us. And don't forget also, and I haven't mentioned this, and I did it again today. I totally forgot. Uh, we have a text message list. Uh, you can text the term Bible News to 33222. Every morning I send out a scripture, uh, and, I, and I do a morning devotion I call Get Slugged, which, you know, that's my acronym for Seek God First, Lift Others Up, Seek to Understand, um, Growth and Growth, and also, I know, <laughs> And uh, leadership and dis discipline. This is actually going to be a journal I'm going to be putting out someday. When? I don't know. But get slugged with me in the morning. I tweet that out to you or, or text it out to you. And then we alert you when we have a guest on, which ex except I didn't do it today. But I will after the show. I'll say, hey, if you missed the archive, go watch Tommy with me. Uh, so there you have it. Okay. All right. So, Tommy, welcome back to the show. You're here. Glad you're here. <laughs> uh do you, do you, have you ever watched Papa Bear Alaska? Just curious. No, but I, he has come in my scope before. So, um, I know him. I yeah. know of him. Yeah. Yeah. We, we met him at, um, a Periscope meeting, a Periscope summit a couple years ago. And, uh, he's really good. It's amazing. The ministry that they're doing, he's got some books published and, uh, and he's going to be doing a, he'll be coming on our show at some point. So kind of cool. So. All right. Well, it looks like we got about five minutes left, if you can believe it. This hour just went flying on by. So uh, you want to 
just give some closing thoughts, you know, how people can find you, what, you know, anything you want to offer your the audience. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, you could just take over the rest of the show. So I'm on um, Periscope. If anybody is here and you are new to me, I'm on Periscope Monday through Thursday around 1145 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then on uh, Wednesdays, I am on at 4 o'clock and 8 o'clock on the um, Nationwide Prayer Network channel, um, which I always do share that out. And then I just recently have started my YouTube channel, or I've started um, going live on YouTube when I do my Periscope broadcast. So um, you can, that's, um, and as well as, you know, Twitter, of course. So uh, those replays are up all the time. So I just would like to invite everybody to check out my YouTube page. It is under Tommy Norman Ministries. Um, and the, the handle for it is, or the URL is youtube.com forward slash user forward slash 1015 Tommy. So that, that is the address there. Um, so yeah, I would also, so we would love to have you come and, uh, be a part of our live broadcast. I've been doing Periscope now for three years. And as Stacy said, I've had the opportunity to share the gospel and what a harvest field it is and what an opportunity it is, uh, this live streaming platform. Um, because some people, even though it's late when I go on in some parts of the world, it's morning, you know, so people come on and they say, they actually say good morning. And so I've been sharing the gospel here on this platform have led probably at this point, I'm going to say probably close to a hundred people to the Lord in those three years, just on uh, people that have literally prayed live with me on the broadcast. And I'm sure others that watch it, you know, watch by replay or others that actually have prayed the prayer, even though they did not, they didn't acknowledge it and let us know. Um, the Bible says in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And so that's why we are not hopeless. We're not giving up. That's why we're here sharing this day after day, doing, for me, six broadcasts a week. And probably that, Stacey is probably doing that many, if not more as well. Um, because as long as we have breath, there is still hope. I remember what it was like to not know the Lord and to want to know, to want to know God, but to have no idea. And so when we share the gospel, the Bible says that it is the power of God unto salvation. There's a power that is available when we share the gospel that makes it possible for everyone to be saved. For the person who five minutes prior to hearing the gospel, they were not hungry. They were not searching. They were not interested. But when we share the glorious supernatural facts of the gospel, there is a power from God that comes and makes, gives people the opportunity that in one moment, when they hear the truth, in one moment, they can be translated out of darkness into the family of God, not just translated out of darkness and Satan's bondage and, you know, spiritual death and you know, eternal destruction, but into the glorious liberty of God, into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, being reconciled and restored back to that relationship with God where we, where mankind had in the beginning before sin came in. 
And so um, I just want to encourage you, if you are here today and you do not know the Lord, the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to reveal himself to you and he will do it because he is alive and he wants to come home to you. He wants you to come home to him. And when you do that by faith, when you say, yes, I believe, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died, that you rose from the dead. I invite you to come in and be my Lord and be my savior. You pray that prayer in your own words. He will do it and he will give you a brand new life. You will come alive spiritually and your world will change. So I want to invite you to do that. And if you do, then let Stacy know, let me know, contact us and let us know because we want to celebrate with you. Yeah, amen. And you know what? I mean, people, some people mock Periscope or live streaming and I'm like, nope, don't even do that. Because you know what? As much as the enemy likes to spike our show and all that, you know, we have the delight in knowing that God uses this medium for his glory. And I, as much as I get irritated that our shows get spiked and everything by these big social people, God still has a way of drawing his people to himself and those he wants to know him. So, which, you know, is awesome. So that was so cool. See, that's so, that's, you know, you know what I love, Tommy? And I know our time's up, bareface, and I have an appointment soon after this. But <clears throat> you know what I love? I love the fact, and it is actually a fact, that... God put us literally on this Periscope app. I mean, he somehow, I don't even remember how I found it, to be honest. I have no clue. I've been on it almost four years, about four years already. But, you know, having had the blessing last year of baptizing Mia into Christ, like in person, you know, literally baptizing her, she found it in Ohio. I'm in Tennessee. You're in Michigan. Uh, we have people that have tuned in from Finland and Sweden and Australia and New Zealand and, and you know, all over the world, you know, God gets people's attention, right? So it's a super cool thing, you guys. So don't ever get discouraged. Even if you have one person on your scope, let me just say this. If you're a newbie scoper or live streamer, do not care about the numbers. Seriously, don't even care about them. I know it's hard because we got egos. We want to look at them, blah, blah. But honestly, if you have one person on there and they keep coming back and they don't know the Lord, Keep sharing the gospel with them because his word does not return void and it will accomplish that which he sent it for. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm doing with this guy that I met on this tutoring platform. You know, his marriage is being saved. His little baby that he, that's on the way is going to have a mom and dad because he stopped listening to the naysayer people who are like, oh, just get divorced, get divorced. And he came into this thing with me and here he wanted to get a divorce and I'm like, why are you getting a divorce? I mean, you got a baby coming. Plus, here's the deal, dude. Let me just say this to you. What is the likelihood on this platform you would find me, a therapist, in this training, who who my background and my husband's, there's 12 marriages between us, okay? What's like what what's the likelihood of that? I have no doubt this this kid is gonna come to Christ at some point. Because he's seeing the fruit of the godly counsel that we're able to give. So don't ever minimize what you're doing. If it's one person at your job, one person at home, one person you're picking the phone up and calling every day, whatever. Don't ever, ever, ever negate the power of God's word because he will accomplish that which he sent it forth. So as I always say at the end of every show, and I want to thank Tommy, of course, for being our guest. And we need to have you come back quicker than next, you know, <laughs> seven months or whatever it's been. 
you know what? People be bold. If you're in Christ, you you have that right to be bold and stand up. Don't sit down. Stand up and go. Be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And that's the message he wants you to tell people that he loves them because people don't know. That's why the suicide rate's so high. That's because that's why addiction is so high. That's, you know, why all these other things, because they're looking for this love in all these different ways and they're never going to find it unless they find him. That's your job to point it out. So go do it and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay.